Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me on Dr. Joanne White on Power Your Life. And as always, it's a pleasure to be here and to connect with all of you. Many of us are experiencing a feeling of not being empowered, of not feeling empowered and not being able to take charge and take control of our lives. And one of the ways to do that, you're going to find that out today with a special guest that I have, and I'm talking about Lillian So, who's the founder of SoFit SF Incorporated and also has for us the So Method. She's passionate, a passionate community builder, an author, as well as an entrepreneur. Lillian is also a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, yoga educator, as well as a therapist, nonviolent communication facilitator, life coach. I'm going on and on and on, an integrative healer, and a mystic. She's also received multiple certifications in fitness as well as mind-body modalities and also studied Jungian psychology. She's been featured in various publications as well as other media outlets for her unique methods as well as transformational programs. In 2018, Lillian received an award from the Korean American Community Foundation for creating a holistic program to alleviate the mental health problems that are affecting Korean Americans in the Bay Area. Her signature fitness and yoga programs have helped people transform their relationships with their bodies through intentional movement, music, as well as community. Lillian's coaching programs attract an international audience, and they've helped people transform their lives through the five pillars of the cell method, biology, programming, inner compass, communication, as well as manifesting. Her book, So Empowered, Discover the Five Layers of the Body to Take Control of Your Life, will teach you how to live a more fulfilling life. Welcome, Lillian. So, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's my pleasure, and thank you for being here. Now, you have a very interesting story, personally, that led you to all this. So, would you share that with our listeners, Lillian? Sure, absolutely. Uh, So, I always like to say that my career journey ultimately started out when I was a kid, very, very young. Uh, You know, I'm a Korean-American daughter of Korean immigrant parents. And, you know, growing up, I was always criticized by family members, my extended family members, not so much my parents, but extended family members, my Korean extended family members, just about, like, how I was 
you know, too big, overweight, you know, this, that, and the other. And they always make criticisms about my appearance and my size and so forth. And, you know, this is just kind of like how a lot of, you know, Asian cultures are in general. And, you know, Koreans are known to have very absurd beauty standards and they're very blunt and they're very straightforward and they have no problem telling you to your face, you know, that they're not pleased with how you look or whatever. And so, you know, I really internalized that as a kid, you know, very early on that there was something wrong with me and that I was not acceptable and so forth. So really, I mean, before I was, you know, barely 10, 11 years old, I was already dieting and exercising as a way to, you know, somehow fix myself or to become, you know, more acceptable or more pleasing to my parents or to my family, rather. And that kind of kicked off, honestly, my journey to fitness, nutrition, all things self-improvement. It all really kind of started there. You know, that's wonderful. And I don't think just Korean-American families families, excuse me, I think many families and many kids go through feeling not good enough or they don't look pretty enough or they're they're too heavy or they're, you know, whatever. And I, so I think this is important for so many people because we grow up, many of us, feeling not good enough and that there's something wrong with us. And, and unless it gets fixed, we go on and on with that belief system that interferes with our relationships, our lives, our feeling about ourselves, as well as how we're moving forward. So you came up with some wonderful ways of really helping everybody to handle it. And I love this, the five pillars. Can you talk about them a little bit and, and explain why they're so important and we can go through each one a little bit because I think that we all need to hear this. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, along my fitness, you know, career journey and all that, you know, at, at a certain point, I got, a, I started getting really burned out in my fitness career. And it prompted me to really start looking a little more inward and really thinking more about, you know, what is it that I'm actually doing with my life, basically. And it sent me down a rabbit hole of self-discovery and mind-body work and yoga and all these things. And so when I started really seriously studying yoga, that was when I learned about the five koshas. And so kosha, koshas are Sanskrit, and they translate basically to layers or sheets of the body. And so yoga ultimately taught me that in order for us to reach a place of enlightenment, wholeness, you know, whatever it is that you want to call it, you know, connectedness to universe, God, source, that we really need to take care of and integrate and be, and be aware of all five layers of the body. And so the idea here is that you are more than just a physical body. You're more than just your skin, flesh, and bones. You are also an energetic body. You are also an emotional, mental body, a wisdom spiritual body, and a bliss body. And so when we are taking care of ourselves at all of those five layers and levels, that is when we can truly feel that completion that we're all really looking for at the end of the day. 
You know, it's so important. I, I, I'm a Reiki master teacher, and I also study a lot of what you're talking about, too. And I think when we are able to integrate, like you said, all the different facets of who we are, not only do we feel better about ourselves and more complete and more whole, but we're able to be in more of a transformative place within ourselves and connecting beyond who we are, and that's so important. Yes, Now, absolutely. how do people how do people maintain, how, firstly, how do people know when they're missing the five pillars, when they're not connected? What's important that signals somebody, hey, this, something's off, something's not right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, one of the, there's, there's obviously various different signs and symptoms at every layer of the body that can help us, you know, become a little bit more aware of what needs attention. So, for example, you know, obviously if your physical body is feeling lethargic and tired, you know, or you're feeling pain, obviously it's an indication that you need to take care of your body. Or if you are feeling really irritable and, you know, cranky and you're, you're, you're moody, right, or you're having a hard time really feeling stabilized in your energy, that may be an indication that your energetic body is off or your mental, emotional body is off. But, you know, rather than going through each single uh, layer right now, I mean, we can, of course, if you'd like, please just let me know. But one of the ways that I kind of sum it up for my clients, a really simple way to think of it is um, that it shows up in your physical body last. So when I was early in my fitness career, I used to be under the philosophy, the belief system, that it shows up in your physical body first. So basically what that means is, you know, whenever you feel some kind of ailment or you feel, you know, back pain or maybe you have a breakout in your skin or something like that, that that's like the first indication of, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong, I got to take care of myself. Now, to a certain degree, that's very true. That's usually when we actually start to notice. But what the five layers of the body really teaches us is that in many ways, it shows up in the physical body last. So by the time you are breaking out, by the time you're experiencing hair loss, by the time you are feeling chronic pain, by the time you are having these physical health issues, it's probably likely that there have been some kind, there has been some kind of breakdown happening in other layers for a long time, weeks, months, maybe if, you know, if not years. You know, for example, if you have not been taking care of your mental, emotional body and you've been overloaded with stress and thoughts and to-dos and deadlines and you haven't been taking care of yourself, filling your cup, you know, resting you know, well every single day, it would get to the point where you are physically breaking down, right? Now that eventually over time manifests as hair loss. Over time it manifests as chronic pain because now your body just cannot withstand it anymore. It just can't sustain the neglect at the other layers anymore. So I would say like that is when you can, you know, whenever you start to feel those symptoms, you know, it's like, oh no, like not only do I need to take care of this, right now, the symptom right now, but it's also an opportunity to really look at the root cause and what could be actually causing this. How did I even get to this point in the first place? So, and I, and I think that's so important, but isn't, 
there's got to be a way, let's say, for, for many people before it gets to the physical manifestation, to the physical level, to decide something's awry, something's not going on by tuning into the layers or whatever. So how do people access that information that, hey, something's not right here before it gets to the physicality of it all? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, you know, this is really where having intentional daily routines, rituals, and practices are so important with the intention to pay attention to the more subtle layers of the body, right? And the subtle layers being, you know, your energetic body, your spiritual body, your mental, emotional body, and so forth. And so when we are regularly taking care of ourselves, it, literally it first starts with like routines, right? Like base, having a consistent, regular morning routine, you know, rather than getting up and, you know, the first thing you do is check your email and start putting out fires, you know, to actually start your morning mindfully, slowly paying attention to your body, hydrating, maybe sitting in a moment of silence, maybe spending a little time gratitude journaling, or maybe just free writing, just dumping all of your thoughts out first thing in the morning. Spending time with yourself intentionally like that, whether it's in morning routine or stopping in your midday to go for a quiet walk without your phone. Sitting for lunch without your phone, right, without, you know, while you're not working. So many of us these days are working from home, so, you know, we eat all of our meals at our desk while we're multitasking, and so we're not really fully connected with our bodies, paying attention to our hunger signals, like, are we actually full yet, or are we just mindlessly eating while we're, like, reading emails, right? So when we actually spend time to intentionally sit down with a meal, do a morning routine, go out for a walk without those distractions, that gets us over time more and more in tune with these subtle cues and signals so that we don't have to wait until it's a crisis, until we're, our hair is falling out, until we're actually in pain. We can actually notice like, oh, you know what? Like I feel off, like my energy is, you know, it's, it's maybe six months ago I wouldn't have noticed that my energy is a little depleted, but I'm noticing I'm not quite as robust you know, today, uh, the way that I was maybe yesterday. Or, you know, my, my gut feeling is telling me that this project is not really something that I should put my energy into. You know, that this isn't really a good, um, that this isn't really going to be a really fruitful endeavor for me. So maybe I should really listen to those subtle cues, that subtle voice that normally maybe I override because I'm so overloaded and distracted. And so when we spend time with ourselves more intentionally, quietly, mindfully, we are able to really start to pick up on some more of these subtle cues so that we're not, uh, you know, waiting until we get to red alert mode. You know, I, and I so believe that. I think it's 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 really essential, Lily, and I, I do a power walk, and I'm amazed. I see, and I do that every day. I see people walking. They're carrying their cell phones. They also may be walking their dog, but they're not paying any attention to their dog or any attention <laughs> to themselves. And, and I'm thinking, this could be an opportunity, like you're saying, to connect with yourself, to really 
experience the walk, the energy, even connect with your, you know, your dog, and and they're not doing it. It it, it just always amazes me, and I yeah. and I agree with you. I so very very important, but we lose sight of that. And when we lose sight of that, as you say, we also lose sight of what we need to do. Why is it, too, that so many people are not self-reflective? They don't take the time to really go in, as you're talking about, and, and find out what's going on with them, whether it's, like you said, journaling or other ways. What do we do? Is it is it something about our society? What is it that's making us just not tune in? Oh my God! I mean, that is a huge question, and I think you all—I I think you also know that's a huge question too. I'm like, oh my God, where do I even begin? I'm like, immediately, my brain is like firing in like five different directions to answer that. I'm like, well, which which way do I go with this? There's, because there really are so many reasons, right? And so I'll try to give a few, right? Because I don't want to overwhelm you know our listeners or anything. But there are so many reasons, and one I think first of all let's just talk about, you know, basic survival mode, right? So, you know, basic survival mode, a.k.a. autopilot, you know, they're kind of, to me, like one and the same in many ways. You know, we, from the time we're young, we're kind of taught, right, like what's important, you know, as we start to become older, you know, we really start to learn about responsibilities and we're taught by our parents, society, teachers, whatnot, you know, like, hey, you know, these things are really important. You've got to make sure that, you know, you're making you know, money, you have to be successful, you have to pay bills, you know, you have to you know, do this, do that. And so we're taught all these things that we have to do in order to fit in, in order to survive and so forth, which obviously becomes our programming. And so First of all, we're just out here just trying to survive, going through the motions. You know, we're taught what's important, and we're we're not taught that reflection is important. We're not taught that checking in with our feelings is important, you know, paying attention to your subtle body, your intuition. These aren't things that we're taught in school. Instead, we're taught, like, we got to get good grades. we got to get the good job. You know, we got to be good daughters. we got to be good sons. we got to be good siblings and big, good citizens and whatnot. And so we put all of our energy in doing and being productive and surviving and taking care of our responsibilities. And so if we're constantly putting all of our energy, time, focus into doing, performing, production, and so forth, there is really no room for pausing and reflection. That's like, that's not valued. We're not taught that that's important or that that's valuable. So that's kind of, I would say, you know, just in a kind of very general, uh, you know, how we are taught to operate kind of way. And then if I could just go just one step deeper from there, uh, whether people are conscious of it or not, like actually, you know, conscious of it or not, sitting with your feelings, sitting in silence, doing self-reflection can be either daunting, scary, or just something that, you know, people don't really want to touch. You know, I know even with a lot of my clients, they come to work with me because they want change, they want transformation, they want to have a better, more fuller, more happier life. But then when it actually comes to, okay, well, in order to do that, one of the things, amongst many things, right, one of the things that you have to do is really, you know, spend more time in silence and spend more time in reflection, 
spending time sitting with your feelings, really looking back on, you know, all the things that have happened that have shaped who you are, as well as reflecting on, you know, current feelings, what's coming up for you and so forth. And it just, that in itself already brings so much anxiety for my clients because it's like, well, what do you mean I have to slow down? What do you mean I have to slow down and sit with my feelings? And then it goes back to the first thing that I mentioned. It's like, but what do you mean I have to slow down? Like, I have so many responsibilities. Like, how am I going to squeeze that in? Like, I have, I, have, I have a job. I have a dog. I have a family. Da, 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 da. And, it's, and it's like they're just so afraid to make that space because it's like I have so many things to do. But what what am I going to feel? What if I find something that I don't want to? What if I feel something that's scary? What if I can't handle what, what comes up? And so then there's a lot of fear that comes around, you know, what they might discover, what they might feel, and what they might miss out on, you know, aka productivity, responsibilities, whatever, you know, if they actually take that time. So, you know, I think, one, there's responsibility, survival mode, production mode, right, that we've, we're already operating on. And then, two, you know, what the, the fear of what may come up, what they might feel, and what they may miss out on if they actually take that time to do that. So, beautifully presented. And, but you know, yeah. and, and I totally agree with you, except I know, and you know, even though it's un, it may be uncomfortable to, to sit in the quiet or to do that reflection and to, to kind of go through it, it's so productive. You know, we're talking about, oh, we have to be more productive. It's so so productive in terms of building and creating the best you that you can be. And so on on a level, even though it may be scary, like you said, or uncomfortable or whatever, it's... It helps us get better. It helps us be more than than you know than we even imagine, and I believe it's so essential. And so do you. So yeah. that, that's so. We've been talking about the, the five layers. What does it mean to be disconnected? And I think we we we've sort of broached that a little bit. But how do we know when we're disconnected? Somebody may think, oh, I'm doing great, I'm fine, I'm working, I'm living. How do you know is it that something's off? Is it when it gets to the stage where you're seeing it in your physicality, or, or is there something before that? Yeah, so, you know, obviously there's different things that can show up, you know, in the different layers and whatnot. So, yes. There's obviously, you know, the things that may come up, like symptoms, right? Like this connection will show up in the form of various symptoms, right? Symptoms at all the different layers. So obviously there are the physical symptoms, right? Like, you know, we can say that when you start feeling, uh, you know, sick, if you start feeling run down or if you start feeling pain, you know, those are a symptom of, you know, maybe some kind of illness or a symptom of you not taking care of yourself or, you know, maybe you've been, you know, under poor nutrition or lifestyle habits for, you know, too long and your body's finally catching up with it. But I think, you know, we also feel this disconnect at the many other layers as well. And I think, you know, when we are disconnected from our energy, uh, let's, let's just go layer by layer, when we feel disconnected from our energy, you know, I notice that with my clients, a lot of times clients will come to me and they complain about being fatigued, burnt, you know, tired all the time, right? burned out and whatnot. And no matter what they do, they just still feel tired, right? They're drinking. Literally, I had a client who was like, yeah, I used to drink 10 cups of coffee a day. I was like, 10 cups of coffee? Like, how is that even 
possible? How did your heart not heart not explode? Like what? You know, and, she, and she's really petite woman too. I was like, what? Where does all that cash? I'd be up for ten so, out, ten, ten days straight. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, you know, what I noticed is like, wow, like no matter how you know much sleep you get or how much coffee you drink, you still feel just like exhausted, fatigued, et cetera. So it's like there's a, clearly a disconnect between you and your energy management, you know, how you are actually using your energy, how you are uh, producing energy, regaining energy, recharging energy. Like there's clearly a disconnect from that because no matter what you do, you're always tired. And then at the mental, emotional level, you know, the disconnect there is, oh my gosh, there's so many ways to describe that. But I think the easiest way is to say that, you know, you're just not in touch with your feelings, right? Like, and, and there's many ways that this can show up, you know. So, for example, I used to think when I was younger, like in my 20s, I used to think that I was in touch with my feelings because I had no problem expressing when I was upset. What that means is I had, I had no problem being reactive. I had no problem being emotional. I had no problem crying if I was upset. I had no problem getting angry or, or telling somebody I was angry if I was upset. And I used to think that that meant that I was connected to my thoughts and feelings. But the reality is, is I was actually very disconnected from my thoughts and feelings. I was very disconnected because I was just reactive. If I was truly connected to my thoughts and feelings, I would actually take a pause. I would take some space. I would reflect, like we talked about earlier, and I would actually pause and say, what is happening to me right now? What are the thoughts that are creating this reaction? What am I actually feeling right now? Okay, I'm clearly feeling activated, but am I actually feeling angry or am I, or am I actually feeling startled? Or am I actually feeling scared? Or actually, am I feeling shame? But I'm reacting to that in the form of anger because I actually don't want to feel my shame because I'm actually so disconnected from my true feelings. And so this is where we actually go deeper with it. But I think we think, you know, that we're connected because we have no problem reacting, but that's actually not the case. And on the flip side of that, obviously you have the other side of that, which is very always cool, always chill, stoic, <laughs> right? Always non-reactive. You know, I have, I have clients that were raised with very, very nonverbal stoic parents. And I have clients who were raised with very, very reactive, angry, tumultuous parents. And I would say that neither of that style per se is connected to your thoughts and feelings, right? Uh, so they're kind of extreme to a certain degree. So uh, that would be, you know, uh, an indication of disconnect. And then as far as, uh, as far as, let's say, the wisdom spiritual body, how do we know when we are disconnected from our wisdom spiritual body? Well, one of the easiest ways, and there, again, there are many different layers, but one of the easiest things to talk about is intuition. The wisdom spiritual body is really the part of us that has deep understanding, wisdom, intuition, a sense of knowing without necessarily having data or information. And so, you know, the example that I give in my book is, you know, if you've ever been looking for something, right, like a home or, or even like, you know, uh, you know, some kind of paint color or you're looking for uh, the perfect couch for your home, 
You're looking, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking. And rather than going through a bunch of articles about like the best couches of 2022, right? Instead, you just start looking and trying and feeling. And at some point, you just know you find the one and you're like, this is it. This was actually not the style I was looking for. This was actually not the color I was looking for. But you know what? It doesn't matter. All information and data aside, I know that this is the one. Like, this just feels right. I, this is it. I can just feel it in my bones. This is the one. Or you feel that way about a person. Or like I said, when you're looking for a home, like you're house searching for months on end, you can't find anything. And then you finally walk into the place and you're like, this is it. This is the place. And so that is your wisdom spiritual body. Now, when you're disconnected from that, you can't make a decision to save your life, right? You're super indecisive. You always have to ask everybody else. You're constantly stuck in information overload, right? Like you're always doing due diligence. And of course, doing due diligence is important for certain scenarios, but you know, you're spending weeks and months collecting data, information, and doing diligence rather than just making a freaking decision. And so when we are disconnected from our wisdom spiritual body, you know, we don't trust ourselves. You know, we constantly struggle to, uh, to just make that decision, and we're constantly looking elsewhere for approval, guidance, and so forth. And then, you know, lastly, it's, it, it's, it, and it's so wonderful when we are connected to, to all of those layers and with, with the intuitive realm that we're talking about, because I, 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 when, I mean, I love teaching people how, how to access that, but it's so beautiful when you feel, you know, like, like you're getting information and your mind is quiet and you're just in a receiving mode and like you said, you just know. It's a very sublime, a very beautiful feeling and it allows you to feel so connected not only to yourself but to something more and something beyond. And during this time of COVID, many people, I've been watching people and, and even clients, their emotions like you've been describing, that you know, their emotions are maybe totally beyond, you know, you're talking about somebody react, being in reactive mode, and that seems to be what's, what a lot of people have been going through over these last couple of years because of what's going on externally. But as you're right. describing, Lillian, if we're in touch with these five layers and we're really working within ourselves, we, no matter what's going on outside, it doesn't mean it won't affect us, but we won't be in that reactive mode and it won't it won't get to us in in a negative kind of a way that's affecting our health or or our mental state or you know how we're treating other people or anything like that and so it's so very important now we're almost out of time but talk a little bit about your book so empowered discovered the five layers of the body to take control of your life this is essential. Tell people a little bit about the book and also where they can find it and where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, I, I was joking to my clients that this book is kind of like literally, actually, not kind of, but literally step one to going down the Lillian rabbit hole. And what that means is, you know, there's a whole rabbit hole, right, when it comes to self-development work, spiritual work, you know, all things growth and healing work, right? We could go 
down so many different rabbit holes and there's so many, you know, depth, there's so much depth to the work, the inner work, right? From shadow work to inner child work and, you know, trauma work. And, and there, we can just go on and on and on and on. But this book ultimately is step one. So wherever you are in your journey, if you are interested in accessing your potential, if you are interested in becoming a better version of yourself, if you are interested in you know, starting the healing journey or even just the personal development journey, uh, this is a really, really great place to start because it really helps you understand how to take care of yourself first at the most basic but, but also you know, layered level. Right, it helps you really have a basic, but I'm sorry, not layered. Layered is right too, but basic, but also holistic level, right? Like I said, not just at the physical level, but taking care of yourself emotionally, energetically, spiritually, and so forth. And so, the five layers of the body is the very, very first lesson all of my clients learn whenever they come in to work with me. And so, that is really what this book is about. It's, it's step one down the rabbit hole. It's a great place for you to start, um, you know, especially if you really want to start the healing journey or personal development journey. Um, and with that said, you know, you can find this book uh, on Amazon. Literally just type in So Empowered, my name, Lillian So, and you'll find it. Uh, or you can literally go to the Internet. You know, everyone knows how to use a search engine at this point. Put in my name, put in So Empowered, and it'll come up, right? It's really simple. And that way, from there, you will find all the information that you'd need, any online resources from websites to YouTube channels and social media and this, that, and the other. So just find me on the interwebs, you know, So Empowered, Lillian So, or you can also visit the website, SoEmpoweredBook.com. You can go straight to the website as well. Beautiful. Lillian, I love I love how you describe everything and basically helping people really take a look at themselves and and help themselves get better and stronger and more connected to all aspects of oneself. And that's a beautiful thing when we're connected, we feel better, we look better, mm-hmm. we act better. We you know, we're and and it's just so wonderful. I can't say more about that. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with before we close? Sure. I mean, I think I've been ending a lot of podcasts with this uh, tidbit recently, and that is ultimately you are where all abundance and success comes from. So, you know, you are that source. I think a lot of times, you know, people think like, oh, I can't catch a break, or why are these things happening to me, and, you know, life doesn't give me anything, but, or life needs to give me something, or or life gave me something, and to a certain degree, while that is true, you are also the co-creator of your life, and you are where all success, abundance, love, all the goodness that we seek, you are where all of that comes from, so that's actually incredible to realize because you're like, oh my God, wait, you mean I'm actually in control? Like I have the power? Yes, you have the power. That's why the book is called So Empowered. And so when you take care of yourself, when you are the best version of yourself, everything else will mirror that career, success, relationships, you know, health, all of that will also mirror uh, just as much, you know, good back to you as as you are, you know, good within yourself. So you are where success comes from. You are where all the goodness comes from. So make yourself good, great, and everything else will follow as a side effect. 
Beautiful, and I totally believe that. Lillian So, thank you so much for being a guest, and have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Take care. Now, think about what Lillian So said, because it's so important to recognize that that you do have the ability, you do have the power, even if you don't believe it initially, to be able to shift yourself, to transform, to be a better version of yourself. And as you do that, you'll feel better, you'll act better, and and your life can change. And, and that's what's so important. And it's a beautiful thing to know and to recognize that you can be in charge of you in so many wonderful ways and feel good about it as well. So make sure you get that book. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. You can go to my website, docwhite.org, or you can contact me at Joanne with an E at docwhite.org. Remember that this show is called Power Your Life because you do, and Lillian testified to that, you do have the ability, the power to take charge of your life. Maybe you have to do it, have to do it in small steps, and that's okay. But take one of those steps today to really decide that you're going to do something to allow you to feel better and to be a better version of yourself. Have a great day and take care of yourself wherever you are, and thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.